0: quite an apt hymn isn't it Um, after Sam's testimony it is well with my soul the comfort of the Lord the wonderful blessing of the Lord is our portion isn't it Um, today I just wanted to look at some of the characters in the Bible who became uh, disciples, who became followers of Jesus and then became disciples and some even became apostles and uh, this room here is um, not filled as it usually is, but anyway, it's still filled with people <coughs> who've come from all different backgrounds and, 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 and so on and have, been, and have had this uh, same life-changing experience that all the early Christians had had. had. And uh, certain things happened that made us disciples of the Lord. <coughs> one thing in particular of course is being filled with the Holy Spirit which um, made us more than disciples it actually made us God's children which is pretty special. Some of these people in the Old Testament, sorry in the New Testament, in the Gospels and the book of Acts and so on, some of them were, um, were looking for the truth they were seeking out the truth, they were people who believed, a bit like Sam in his testimony, you know he prayed to the Lord, he he looked to God even as a child and um, uh, when he heard the truth he, he recognised it and wanted it and he wanted this promise, this Holy Spirit others weren't looking for the truth, others were a bit like me, atheistic uh, um, just not believing there was a God some were actually sought out by Jesus it seems like he, he had them picked out and he went and found them, if you read through some of the accounts in the scriptures. Others were brought to Jesus by a friend or a relative. And um, we use that term, don't we? Uh, um, like whenever Deirdre gives a testimony, she said, oh, our next door neighbour brought us to the Lord. And uh, I guess Deirdre brought me to the Lord. And there are people who, um, in here who can say that of others, you know, or so-and-so brought me to the Lord. And you see that right through the Gospels where different ones bought people, their friends, their relatives, bought them to the Lord and they were saved. Others uh, witnessed uh, a miraculous healing uh, which drew them to Jesus. And I guess even though Deirdre brought me to the Lord, I didn't want to know him initially. Uh, but uh, a miracle happened, a healing that uh, made me believe, you know, that just uh, changed things for me. And there are people in the scriptures like that as well. Some were even actively opposing the Lord, like Saul, who became Paul the Apostle. He was um, persecuting the church. He was thinking he was doing God a favour. He was religious, but he was actually uh, persecuting the church. And Jesus actually said to him, Why do you persecute me? so he was actually persecuting the Lord and uh, he was stopped in his tracks blinded for a short time then his sight was restored and he was filled with uh, the Holy Spirit of God so we just go to John's Gospel and we'll spend a little bit of time in John's Gospel today John chapter 1 and just look at some of these characters and um, perhaps uh, be encouraged by them. So in John chapter one. <coughs> um, from about um oh, from about verse 26 the Pharisees were asking John the Baptist uh, about Jesus and John answered them saying I baptise with water but there standeth one among you whom you know not he it is who coming after me is preferred before me whose shoes latchet I am not worthy to unloose these things were done in Bethabara beyond Jordan where John was baptising the next day John sees Jesus coming unto him and he said behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world this is, of, this is he of whom I said after me cometh a man which is preferred before me for he was before me and I knew him not um, <clears throat> but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore, am I come baptising with water. And John bear records saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove and it abode upon him. So he was identifying Jesus as this uh, the Lamb of God to take away the sins of the world. And um, verse 33 says, And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptise with water, the same said unto me, upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same as he which baptises with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. So, uh, you know, he uh, left them in no doubt as to who uh, Jesus was. Then if we read on, it says, again, the next day after Jesus stood sorry John stood that's John, John the Baptist and two of his disciples and so here was John and he had a couple of disciples a couple of people who'd listened to him and heard what he had to say and had begun to follow him and to hear what he had to say and to listen to him and they become John's disciples and one of these fellows his name was Andrew and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. And, and the two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Now they knew that Jesus, that John the Baptist, was uh, speaking of one who was to come. Speaking of Jesus. So they knew immediately when he was identified as the Son of God and the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. They knew he was the one that they should be following. So they ceased being... Uh, John's disciples in in effect and and became disciples of the Lord they they followed him and Jesus turned and saw them following and said unto them what seek ye and they said unto him rabbi which is uh, which is to say being interpreted master where dwellest thou where do you live and he said come and see and they came and saw where he dwelt and abode with him that day for it was about the 10th day one of the two of which heard, him, heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. So Andrew was once a disciple of John the Baptist. He learnt about this Saviour that was to come and when uh, uh, he was identified and uh, revealed he started to follow Jesus. And he went to his brother, verse 41. He first findeth his own brother Simon that's Simon Peter, and said unto him, we have found the Messiah, which being interpreted, the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. So Andrew brought Peter to the Lord. That's interesting, isn't it? He brought his brother to see Jesus, to meet Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, thou art Simon, the son of Jonah, thou shalt be called Kephas which is by interpretation a stone. So he knew he had plans for Peter. The Lord knew that he was to become one of his apostles and the Lord knew that Andrew was going to go and get him. Jesus then went on, it says in verse 43, the day following Jesus would go forth to Galilee and he found Philip and he said unto him, follow me now Philip was off Bethsaida uh, the city of Andrew and Peter so uh, he was um, from the same town perhaps they grew up together you know you can imagine all sorts of things can't you but he was from the same town no doubt they knew each other so here we have these two brothers and we have Philip as well and Philip finds Nathanael and said to him we have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write: Jesus of Nazareth the son of Joseph and Nathanael said unto him, Can any, there be any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said unto him, Come and see. So here we have Philip now bringing Nathanael to the Lord. Come and see. Come and see this. Nathanael was a bit of a sceptic. You know, he said, Oh, can anything good come out of Nazareth? He, he wasn't convinced. And here's one who witnessed a miracle which caused him to believe at first Nathaniel was unsure he was just another man he was being brought to see and Jesus saw Nathaniel coming to him and said of him behold an Israelite indeed in whom is no guile Jesus knew Nathaniel had a future as well he knew that he had a calling as well and Nathaniel said unto him well, whence, whence knowest thou me or you know where do you know me from sort of thing you know and Jesus answered and said unto him Before that, Philip called thee, when you were under the fig tree. I saw you. Now that must have put a chill up his spine. Can you imagine the hairs on the back of his neck standing up when he heard that? There he was sitting under a fig tree, and you know he hears about this Jesus, and he says, Oh yeah, you know, can anything good come out of Nazareth?" And Jesus said, "I saw you when you were sitting under the tree." You know, whoa, what's going on here? And suddenly Nathanael believes. I remember that experience, you know, when I heard of Seth Charlton's healing it was the same thing, it's true I was a sceptic a lot worse than um, Nathaniel too, I think Nathaniel answered and said unto him, Rabbi thou art the son of God thou art the king of Israel what an amazing statement what a revelation you know, so he obviously suddenly realised that this is No ordinary man standing before him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto you, I saw you under the fig tree, believest thou? Is that what what makes you believe? He said, uh, Just wait and see what I've got in store for you. Thou shalt see greater things than these, he said. And he said said unto him, Truly, truly, I say unto you, hereafter you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. So we see these people coming to the Lord, being brought to the Lord by relatives, two brothers, by friends, by acquaintances, by people of the same city, and they're coming to hear the word of God, they're coming to know that Jesus is is alive, they're coming to meet him. Andrew became a follower of John the Baptist after he had heard him preach and John himself said about Jesus among them that are born of woman there hath not been risen a greater than John the Baptist this is what Jesus said about John the Baptist that's in Matthew chapter 11 and what John spoke about was the coming of Jesus the Messiah that's what they heard and what he would do when he did come he said, this is John I indeed baptise you with water unto repentance, but he that comes after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptise you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. That's what this prophet said. This is what John the Baptist said. This is what the one who Jesus said, among them are born of woman, there is not risen greater. So he spoke about the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. When Jesus walked... Uh, Walked by, John identified him as the Lamb of God and Andrew followed Jesus. Andrew it seems was a bit like Sam, a bit of a seeker. He knew the Messiah was coming and it seems like he was searching it seems like he was looking for something why would he be following John the Baptist otherwise, you know Andrew brought Peter to the Lord and then later on, if you just uh, go over to um, Matthew 4 um, later on, John found himself in prison. And um, something happened at this point. Things changed a little. Andrew and Peter were, you know uh, believers. they were followers of the Lord as, as, uh, as much as um, we can see here, but something changed around this time. Um, in Matthew 4 from verse 12 now when Jesus had heard that John was cast into prison he departed into Galilee and leaving Nazareth he came and dwelt in Capernaum which is upon the sea coast in the borders of uh, Zebulon and Naphtali, that it might be fulfilled what was spoken in Isaiah the prophet and so on um, and it says in verse 17 from that time from the time that he heard that um, John was in prison Jesus began to preach and say repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So it seems like there was a, a sense of urgency now. Things become more urgent more pressing. Suddenly Jesus is uh, preaching about the kingdom of God, it says, about the kingdom of heaven. And that's at hand. Things were about to happen. And Jesus, walking by the sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon, Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And they were also followers of the Lord at this stage. They'd been following the Lord, I don't, don't know for how long. But remember what we read right at the beginning of John, so sometime later, I used to always think that um, this is when they first met Jesus, you know, that he would just happen to be walking by and he says, Okay, follow me, and they dropped everything and went. I think there was a lot of stuff happened before in between the time. I think there were foundations laid. I think they knew who they were following. It wasn't a matter of, you know, suddenly following this man who walked by them and said, Follow me. They knew who Jesus was. Andrew had spent time with John the Baptist, he was a disciple of John the Baptist. Andrew had met Jesus himself Andrew brought Peter to, to, to Jesus and now, but they were still going on about their business they were still living their lives no doubt uh, listening to Jesus speak no doubt witnessing the, the miracles no doubt uh, uh, spending a lot of time with him but still getting on with life getting on with their business of fishing something had changed now things started to move There was an air of excitement now, an air of excitement that caused these two to leave their nets, it says, verse 20, and straightway left their nets and followed him. And going on from thence, he saw two other brethren, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in a ship with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them. No doubt they had already met the Lord too. I believe they probably uh, um, were disciples at this stage as well and also getting about their life, still listening to Jesus, still following him, still hanging on every word, still witnessing the miracles but not yet out there as disciples doing the work alongside Jesus. And they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him so suddenly things had changed and they were out there you know and you, you know as you read these things you can feel the excitement Some, something's happening remember when you came to the lord remember when you were filled with the holy spirit you know it was like a whole new world opening up wasn't it there was this new future this incredible thing that you'd never heard of before and suddenly it was part of your life everything was going to change now Matthew 4 verse 24 or verse 23 and Jesus went all about Galilee teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sicknesses and all manner of disease among the people. Things had ramped up. Things were happening. Miracles were taking place. Jesus was speaking of the kingdom of God. People were following him wholeheartedly now uh, and putting aside the things of this world uh, and focusing upon the kingdom of heaven and their place in that. And his fame went throughout all Syria and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torments and those which were possessed with devils and those which were lunatic and those which had the palsy and he healed them people started bringing to the Lord the sick people. Over in Papua New Guinea, uh, Pastor Godfrey says, uh, you know, when he's preaching, he says, uh, bring the sickies, bring the elderlies, you know, bring them to the Lord. Bring them so we can teach them and preach to them and God can heal them. And so uh, we see the same thing happening here. And there followed him great multitudes of people from Galilee and from Decapolis and from Jerusalem and from Judea and from beyond Jordan. In uh, verse 43 of John 1, Jesus found Philip and called him to follow him. Was he also a seeker? I don't know. He obviously believed in the scriptures uh, and the promise of the Messiah because, you know, what did he say? He said, this is the Messiah. And we know that Philip then went and spoke to his sceptical friend Nathaniel and he came by a miracle. Let's go to Matthew 8. I find it very exciting to read these things and, because it reminds me of when I came to the Lord, you know. I can identify with what these people were experiencing and the feelings that they had. Suddenly uh, the things that were most important in their life were no longer that important. You know, uh, suddenly there was something much more valuable, much more precious, much more exciting. And it was the Word of God and the the promises of God. Matthew 8 when even was come they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils and he cast out the spirits with his word and he healed all that were sick that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses so people brought the sick to him verse 14 and 15 in the same chapter there it says and when Jesus was come into Peter's house he saw his wife's mother, Peter's mother-in-law, laid and sick of a fever. And he touched her hand and the fever left her. And she arose and ministered unto them. So he was somebody who, well, I don't know whether we could say that Jesus stumbled on him, on her, you know, but uh, uh, like they weren't, brought there specifically to uh, it doesn't seem that she was brought there specifically he was brought there specifically to pray for her but that's exactly what happened she came in, he came into Peter's house and there was Peter's mother-in-law sick he touched her hand and healed her and she got up and, and started to, heal, uh, to uh, minister to them in Matthew 9 and verse 32 just across the page As they went out, behold, they they brought unto him or they brought to him a a dumb man possessed with a devil. And when the devil was cast out, the dumb spake and the multitude marveled, saying, It was never so seen in Israel. And all of these things were happening. You know, uh, last time, I think it was a couple of years ago when I went to Papua New Guinea, I saw exactly this sort of thing happen. There was this uh, young fellow uh, who came to the rally he couldn't speak, he was deaf and dumb and he was healed he was healed in the prayer line and he he got up and uh, Pastor Godfrey put a a microphone in front of him and stood behind him so he couldn't see his lips, you know, couldn't read his lips and just spoke in his ear and he said, say hallelujah and he said, hallelujah you know, it was just like this this man, who was a young boy he was, who was um, deaf and dumb, uh, started to speak because God had just healed him. In Matthew 9, and the thing is that people brought these people to Jesus. And what did Jesus say to his disciples when he called them? I don't know whether we read it or not, but in John there he said, I will make you fishers of men. This is what he called them to do. This is what the disciples are called to do to bring people to the Lord that's our job that's our commission that's our calling to bring people to the Lord it's not our calling to heal people God does that it's not our calling to fill people with the Holy Spirit we can't do that, God does that our job is to bring people to the Lord to introduce them to him so that he might work in their lives Matthew 9 um, verse 32 did we read that? oh yes we did we know that the Apostle Paul was intercepted by Jesus when he was on his mission to destroy the church Timothy young man Timothy his mother and his grandmother were in the Lord they were filled with the Holy Spirit and no doubt his mother brought him to the Lord. <coughs> Apollos, a great preacher who knew something but not the whole gospel. He was brought to the Lord and brought to a fuller understanding by a married couple, Aquila and Priscilla. So our job is to bring people to the Lord the seekers, the sinners, the sceptics, the sick, your family, your brothers, your sisters, your parents, your children, your neighbours, your friends, the agnostics, the atheists, (laughs) and even the religious people. Bring them to the Lord that they might know him. Not the Jesus that doesn't do anything. Not the Jesus that you know you see uh, represented in this world, but the Jesus of the Bible, the Jesus who heals the sick, the Jesus who fills you with the Holy Spirit. John the Baptist said that Jesus was to come and, and baptize people with the Holy Ghost. If you ask most people, they don't know what that means, and it's not their fault. It's not their fault. It's just that they haven't been told. You can have an experience with God that will change your life. If you're here today for the first time or you've never experienced this, then you've got something absolutely marvellous to look forward to. All the disciples that I've mentioned today, Andrew, Peter, um, Nathaniel, um, who else? Paul, Timothy. Who were the others? Peter. Yeah, I said Peter. Peter. Andrew, yeah, all of them. They all went on from being having their attention uh, taken first of all, you know, to believe that perhaps this Jesus is somebody to starting to follow him. They all went from that to being his disciples and walk, walking with him, to having an experience, an experience that we have also had. All of these people, with the exception of John the Baptist, that is, because he he died before the Holy Spirit was given. <coughs> went on to have the experience that John himself spoke of they were baptised with the Holy Ghost and fire let's have a look at that in Acts chapter 2 and bringing people to the Lord is not (coughs) is um, not completed until they have this experience you can talk to them about Jesus you can introduce him to his teachings but bringing to the Lord requires them to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. In Acts chapter 2 it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. Uh, <clears throat> just by way of explanation, there were around 120 disciples of the Lord here 120 people who had uh, seen Jesus work miracles who had seen Jesus heal the sick who themselves had been called and, uh, and were excited by what they'd seen they'd followed Jesus uh, amongst them was Mary the mother of Jesus Peter the Apostle um, uh, you know, 100, around 120 people and they're all there together there was Peter, James, John, Andrew Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew James, another James uh, another Simon and, and Judas who was the brother of James, all of these people were together with Mary as well and they were praying they were waiting for something that Jesus had promised they'd seen Jesus do all of these things They'd been devastated when they saw him crucified. But they were absolutely elated and comforted when they saw him risen from the dead. And he told them to go and wait in Jerusalem for the promise of the Father. And this is where these disciples became children of God. This is where these disciples were filled with power to continue the work that Jesus had begun. Verse 4 says, and they're all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. They started to speak in other languages, languages that they hadn't learned, as the Spirit gave them the utterance. And if you read on, it says that a lot of people crowded around to question what was going on. They knew that these people were uneducated. They knew they were just uh, they were Galileans but they recognised languages being spoken. They recognised their own tongues. They recognised people uh, from, Parth- the, it says here, Parthians and, and Medes and Elamites and the dwellers of Mesopotamia and in Judea and Cappadocia and Pontus and Asia and all these other places. Um, strangers of Rome, Jews and, and so on, Cretes and Arabians. We do hear them speak in our tongues. The wonderful works of God so they could recognise different languages being spoken as these 120 people were filled with the Holy Spirit of God and they were amazed and we're in doubt saying unto the other what does this mean and Peter stood up <clears throat> Peter you know just stood up and, and told them what had happened He preached his first sermon I won't read it all now and at the end of it these people said, "Who were watching, men and brethren?" Oh sorry, in the verse, um, verse thirty-seven. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter, unto the rest of the apostles, "Men and brethren, what shall we do?" They were convinced that something absolutely miraculous had just happened. They saw all these people, these Galileans, suddenly. Speaking in tongues, speaking in these other languages. Peter told them what had happened. He told them about Jesus Christ. He told them that the Jesus that they'd followed and uh, and so on was the Son of God, and he had just uh, sent from heaven the Spirit of God onto them in confirmation of many prophecies. And Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And there were 3,000 people baptized that day. What an exciting day. And it all started with Jesus going out, preaching the gospel, and people like you and me bringing others to the Lord. So the encouragement is, I guess, today... to bring these people to the Lord you know, bring your neighbours to the Lord and you can do that in many ways it's not just outreaching on the street it's hospitality having people in your home it's speaking to your neighbours bring them to the Lord introduce them to Jesus Christ let them know that uh, there is a God who is alive today that Jesus is still working today that he's still working miracles he's still doing things very important that we do this with our families as well. Bring your children to the Lord, your family, your brothers, your sisters, your friends, your school friends. Well, they're all at camp, aren't they? <laughs> Whoever it is, bring them to the Lord. And, uh, you know, we've got a lot of different ways of doing that. Having people in your house is, is one and it works very well and if you want to feel the excitement you know that uh, you did when you first filled with the Holy Spirit bring someone to the Lord and see them filled with the Spirit and I tell you what it's like it takes you back to your beginnings and excites you as well there are opportunities around us all the time opportunities there all the time we've just got to see them We've got to leave our nets and leave our fishing boat and our father, you know, in our head that I'm talking about now. We've got to remember that this life is temporal and that it's, you know, um, it's nowhere near as important as the kingdom of heaven. We've got to feel that urgency that Jesus felt when John the Baptist was in prison. The kingdom of God that The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now if it was at hand then, it's certainly at hand now, isn't it? Jesus is returning soon. We want to see as many people as possible in Gosford, in this area, on the central coast, know the Lord and come to know him. So let's get out there and let's do it. You know, In your home, in your school, at your workplace, or wherever. Just have this thought this week. I want to bring someone to the Lord and all the people said.